Hello and welcome to an all new 2012 series of Isotopica with me, Simon Tishko. This series will be a collection of details taking in various sonic archives, location recordings, interviews, talks and sound work. Hopefully starting off in point A and ending up in another alphabet altogether. Today, episode one starts off with a discussion of class and privilege with Pippa and Stuart Small, somewhere in the Cotswolds. Uh, we then veer off at right angles with Vim Vendors to the libraries of Berlin, then neatly land somewhere in the Welcome Library with a brief excerpt of a discursive tour of the shelves with rogue enthusiast David Ellis. Somewhere in the mix today is Dan Langton as Madame Daniela and we will end off with a few words from Dr. Chicago. Uh, if you want more details, then you can follow the appropriate links at our website, which is www.theculture.net. Anyway, uh, enjoy the details ahead. <laughs> Who thinks the most spot between you and Stuart mm. the most privileged? Could you curl this one up? Because that side's curled and this one isn't. Mm. Right. Um, well, I work quite hard, so I don't think I'm spoiled. I don't feel privileged at all. Uh, Stu, you get someone come in once a week, put labels on all your food. That's pretty privileged. <laughs> Baked beans Monday. <laughs> and mushroom soup Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. that's quite privileged. And the potatoes have even got stickers on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Simon's got a point, Stewie. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I phoned Stewie out during the week because I couldn't find my black jeans anywhere. And I said, Stewie, any sign? did I leave my black jeans there? Possibly two pairs and a whole bunch of laundry. I just can't find anything. She went, no, where would they be? I went, Try the laundry room. He said, Absolutely not. Not a sign at all. Gosh, I just said, Where could they be? So I went in there just before we left for here, and there were my jeans in a big pile of laundry. See, that's that's the classic thing of a privileged person, sure. You're yeah. just not aware of the physical world around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, if that had a label on that said Simon's black jeans, <laughs> yeah. we should sack Joe for not putting a label on them. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, that's good you found them. Yeah. Stewie, did you go check on Simon out? Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Walter Benjamin kaufte 1921 Paul Klee's Aquarell an Über sie hinweg ziehen die Kraniche. Der tropische Regenwald ist in fünf Stockwerken übereinander auf. Die Trübfeder des Wachstums ist in diesem Mal im Regenwald. Deshalb überzieht den Urwald. Walter Benjamin kaufte 1921 Paul Klee's Aquarell an. Der tropische Regenwald ist in fünf Stockwerken übereinander auf. Die Trübfeder des Wachstums ist in diesem Mal im Regenwald. Deshalb überzieht den Urwald. Walter Benjamin kaufte 1921 Paul Klee's Aquarell an. Über sie hinweg ziehen die Kraniche und schaut den Kopf fest auf das Der tropische Regenwald ist in fünf Stockwerken übereinander auf. Die Trübfeder des Wachstums ist in diesem Mal im Regenwald. Deshalb überzieht den Urwald. Walter Benjamin kaufte 1921 Paul Klee's Aquarell an. Über sie hinweg ziehen die Kraniche und schaut den Kopf fest auf das um, the Welcome Collection, this is the Welcome Collection, um, and I'm sort of, I'm going to be, I'm a bit ropey with the history itself of the building, the collection, and so I'm not even going to attempt to sort of give a historical context, maybe later on when we meet Ross, who will be able to fill those things in, but... Um, the general idea was to walk through the shelves, partly because I think the file, the, the, it's the system itself that's a, a, as intriguing as the actual the, the, the books. And my idea is that the books should possibly lead us as opposed to us leading through a very specific route. So mm -hmm. if we just walk along here, there is one point that I wanted to start from and then perhaps from there. So obviously we've got the history of medicine, general practice, nursing, interesting in itself, but perhaps it's this bit that I get particularly pleased to read out. Ah. At the top of the list, we have gifted children. Mm -hmm. Now, am I wrong, or were you considered to be a gifted child? No. Apart from, um, you know, my mother might, I obviously thought so, but my mother did, but no, not really. Um, I was quite bright, but certainly bottomed out very quickly. And went to where from that position? Because you were talking about coming in the back door. I mean, when we actually, we had the option of coming from the front door, but, but Ross permitted us to come through the back door, going through. You were saying about, you know, the relationship with front doors and back doors. And that? That's always a backstage thing. I think always been backstage in life. Um, and going from academically gifted, going to a good school and dropping right out of the bottom. It's not through being stupid, but simply not being able to enter into the system that they wanted me in. So that's backstage, that's back door. Okay. But just, I mean, it's very difficult to walk along these shelves without pouncing on every single book. The titles are just swimming past. There's just remarkable words and remarkable combinations. And even, I mean, just even this here, the, the, one, one of the themes we often come up with is nostalgia. And this, uh, the, where you started, gifted children, surgery, dentistry, veterinary medicine, it makes no sense in, except in terms of a library. Put that, put that in a different context and, you know, somewhere you visit. Gifted children to the right, please. Surgery to the left. <laughs> this is like HMS welcome for me. It's the, the, uh, you know, the architecture itself is almost like a, some kind of cross-ferry, cross uh, yeah, cross-channel ferry for me. Um, looking down here, what do we have here? We've got a, I don't know how many names we have, but we've got Aristotle, of course, Hippocrates, um, Paracelsus, uh, Harvey. Harvey, I don't know who Harvey is, and I'm sure later on Ross will tell us. Any, anyone that you take a fancy for? Well, the names, I mean, Hunter, Darwin, Bernard, Mendel, I mean, these are all names. That medical theme, they could be names of wards. I'm going to go and visit my mother with a bunch of flower on Hunter Ward. I think I probably have in the past. And it's the, the references fly all over the place here. There's, there's a history here which is much greater than the sum of its parts, I think, don't you? With this, certainly the architecture, um, I can see it tilting over and water flying up those stairs there, having made your grand entrance, and, and the library's just hit the iceberg. But... 
There's the, the first reference when I came in was Wings of Desire as well, the idea of angels sitting around, or angels with the little hands on our shoulders, yeah. looking round. And as Ross mentioned, demons too. Is there any anxiety? I mean, do you, do you experience any anxiety in here? I mean, I, I have to say that I libraries always create an enormous amount of anxiety in me. Um, I don't know why that is. And even when I came here to look, prepare this route, I still felt quite anxious. I mean, it's a physical experience. Okay. Excited, but anxious at the same time. One also because I don't know where even to begin uh, to, to, to select what I'm going to read. Is that not true for you? It's actually the reverse, I think. It was libraries have always been a place where I could find shelters, not the word. What's, what's that nice word that you used to do in churches? Solace. No. No. Um, um, sanctuary. Um, sanctuary, yeah. You'd find sanctuary there because it's where the sports people weren't. You didn't get any sports people in the library, so I'd always be hiding with my note from my mother. Simon can't do such any sport whatsoever, ever. Simon's not fit for life, so you'll find him in the library. Do you still have the note by any chance? I wish I had the notes. I may have to rewrite them, in fact. But you sense it's impossible to do justice. I mean, that's the thing with... It, 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 I've been reading a lot of quantum mechanics recently. It's been one of the subjects here. And here, just, just one book. We could spend weeks on one book, I'm sure, and to just sort of drift through here. It's very much HMS. HMS welcome. Well, one, I, I'd actually had hoped. It was un, we, we couldn't, I couldn't actually arrange it, but there was this notion, I had this notion, perhaps we could possibly get some security cards, some laminated, some nice laminated cards with our names on it, just because it was a sense of accessing, you know, this notion that when you have to have something to, 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 to legitimise your, your sort of entrance, you know, say, I'm, I've come for a legitimate research. As it is, we're here anyway. But there is an element of that for me that still excites me about the libraries, that as soon as I'm in and I've sort of whipped my card I feel safe mm -hmm. actually with all this information and knowledge yeah. shall we have a little look and then we get tactile with some of the books I think non-medical subjects including history there you go <laughs> um, look at these German texts yep classic classic German uh, or the classic um, Germanic typeface patience and promises patience and promise I beg your pardon could it be possible to go round here and just make a beautiful poem by reciting the titles of these books endlessly? There is a section, and I, I took a note of it. Well, there's a, I did think of you. There's a history of fireworks or, or pyrotechnics here somewhere. Oh. Uh, maybe it's not here. Oh, but, um, heaven. I, I kind of visual... Which, and, and I thought of you with pyrotechnics, and I don't know why if that's misreading you. Um, I'm assuming this book, Love... Apotec is... From Denmark. Um, lovely chemist, yeah, look, it's a book of chemists throughout the... Look at this, the actual places where they manufacture. It's funny, my relationship with chemistry having changed. Once again, the back door, because I think one of the... My flatmate once burgled a chemist for the DDA cabinet, you know, the dangerous drug cabinet. Yes. And when I came home late in the evening, there was a cabinet on the floor with all the concrete bolts on, and we were opened it with a crowbar to get all the bits and pieces out. So, yes, love Apotec. OK, so we've got the herbals here. Loads of herbals, histories of. And diet... Let's have a look at it. I said the physical part begins now. It's the weight of these books. I yeah. have a feel of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you still reading books? Very much so, but absolutely not as much as I used to. Possibly for the same reason you. I find learning to read with glasses is um, it's it's quite a step. There was um, in some research I was doing about a botanist who went to South America and spent several years collecting samples around the Amazon, including drawings and samples that were pressed very much like this. And then there was a fire on the ship and the whole lot was lost. And how volatile memory, um, history, information, knowledge can be. Because when you think, you know, something like this is constant attempt to, that's it, it's there, it's forever. Yeah. And yet, um, how quickly books become out of date, 
how quickly the internet becomes out of date as we think of it now. And then thinking of things like the, um, the burning of libraries, the burning of books. Is there a book that you would consider burning, Simon? I um, mean, even if you didn't speak about it. Tory Party Manifesto? That's a pamphlet, isn't it? No, not really. I don't think there's any book really yeah, it's worth always, You know, there, were, there, there was an occasion when I actually... I, I, I'm not sure I'm ashamed of it, but I'm perhaps a little bit embarrassed that there was no living in a, in a, living in a squat, actually, in North London. And I ended up burning some books on mm. the open fire, which now would be absolutely unthinkable for me to do. But I just chucked, chucked them in, you know, um, penguin books and, and things. Um, and th there was a period where I think there was a collection of astrology books, which I, you know, there was that transition where if anything's going to go in the fire, it had to be astrology books, so they went in. But now I'm looking at it and I'm thinking how awful that is um, to destroy a book. Well, there's always a use, even in really bad books and badly written books and misinformation, there's used to have that information. And there's, a, there's such a range of, his, uh, of time scales here, cancer survival rates up there. And if you think misuse of information as well, how. Um, going back to the Tories once again, the sort of twisting of the national health and the statistics around survival rates and there, how knowledge can be misused and is misused and how that changes what is misuse. And, and there's something about trying to fix things, isn't there, with a library? A really noble sense of trying to fix something. It kind of brings us to monsters, really, teratology. What uh, is teratology? Teratology. Ross... What is teratology? You've got to come on in on this one. Well, I think the context of this is like the, the, the history and nomenclature of um, uh, monsters over time, or, or, or thinking of the, of the human form in, uh, in over different historical periods of monstrous, uh, monstrous growths and monstrous births, certainly sort of medieval and early modern times, almost representative of, well, yeah, almost, almost uh, representative of the, of the wonders of God's work on earth as well, the different forms that humankind could, uh, could take. Move along this. Ah, this, this is. I did mark this out. Bookmark it, which is uh, brought to light. Photography in the Invisible, 1840 to 1900. Um, I thought of you mm -hmm. immediately with this because it's just um, secret worlds under the camp. At least early photography. Did you see the tent? Just went past no. then. Um, that would have been the developing tent, but at this time in photography you used to actually have to have a tent to change the plates, because it was all on glass plates at that point. Okay. So you'd actually have to have a building to go with you, if you think of it in terms of An the erect mobile tent phone. Erect a tent, change outside. the glass, to do very slow exposures. Okay. So flapping canvas and... Catalogue to some Sturbenschon. Like we, we, we could do it, the translator. Here, here is Hogarth. Now, again, I said, there it is. This is Hogarth's works here. Um, I, and then it's health and happiness. And I, I, I had a bit of a hobby horse about the happen, happiness studies. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the current conversation about there being happiness and you can measure it, etc. Can you measure your happiness? Like right now, for example. Where are we on the scale of being happy? Oh, God, I'm, be I'm below the scale of 10. I'm minus 3 at the moment, but you coping. Got, you've broken your arm. That didn't help. I've broken my arm, yeah, so I've kind of got a medical reason for that. I'm just, sorry, just, just here looking at Hogarth's book here, when you see the sort of the richness of the inlay, um, just of the internal covers, and the gold leafing of the book. It's something I remember very much from childhood of, of little Bibles and things like that. That's real gold leaf on the edge, and the absolute craft that was put into a book and compare it I got a book token for Christmas and I went into one of those chain bookstores that I never really go in and buying book three for the price of one or three for the price of two and it just a little shudder going through you know, like five men in a boat industry and idleness mm. well this is that certainly fits in with the notion of happiness look guy with his pipe Guy the rope. There's a whole story going on there. The idle apprentice turned away and sent to sea. Now listen. Just the noise of books been turned. What have we got here? Industry and idleness once again. 
the idle apprentice betrayed by a prostitute. Oh dear. Guy with the dunce's hat in the corner. It's gone out of fact, the dunce, the dunce's hat. I think, you know, I, I think I might even have been alive long enough Can to remember actually one having one on my head at, at school or placed on, no, if, not, if not a dunce's hat, then been placed at the back of the, back of the classroom and sitting on the chair. Did you ever, were you ever placed the, uh, at the back of the class back for the class disruptive behavior or something, something like that? Yeah, just they didn't like the look of me. Guru Humana, Agura Humana. Leonardo da Vinci drawings at Windsor Castle. Kenneth Clark and Carlo Peretti. Kenneth Clark the historian. You know Kenneth Clark the historian? Yep. History of micro technique, 1975. I think I did the gaps. There's this, um, this notion, this idea. I mean, I, was, I swore that I wasn't going to men mention Walter Benjamin, but. What can I do? I, I, it, it, please, please sorry. Mention, mention. It's just, you know, um, just notions of gaps and spaces and, and, and the book, the collection. Um, and when, that's why I think when I was saying earlier that I felt quite anxious, it's because there's a part of me that sort of is, is I don't know what to do with this amount of, of um, knowledge. I mean, the actual physical, it's talking about the physicality mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. It's overwhelmingly physical and central. Um, so I kind of get, I, I tend to have to refer back to Walter Benjamin just because he speaks so much about like, how he experienced the book, you know, as an actual, as substance, as something solid, as matter. Is that for you the same, or is that...? Very much so. And, uh, I mean, Walter, Walter Benjamin, I always think of the arcades project and the endless corridors, and you've kind of got, the, if you think of the, the arcades that he talked about, the Parisian ones, you've kind of got touches of that coming into here, and the endless corridors that I always think about with him. But then I think of how he died on the border, running from the Nazis, and a morphine overdose? Mm. Morphine or a heroin overdose? Okay. Probably morphine at that point, because he was about to be arrested. He couldn't cross into Spain because of the fascist system in Spain, and he was being pursued by the Nazis, so he chose to take his own life at that point. I have a fancy going down the staircase, which is... Okay. Arts in relation to medicine and science. Is there a relationship? Arts, medicine and science. Medicine, what about that one? Mm. I always thought I was a doctor in many respects. <laughs> Could quote the Mims backwards at one point in my teenage years, I think. Human anatomy, em embryology, reproduction, philosophy of science. Can we just read some titles yes. for a while? Yeah. Can't take it in turn. Sigmund, Shlomo, Freud, Sander Jakob, Ben, Shlomo, and the Vata, the psychoanalysis. Frank Levin, Albert Garreau, pioneer cardiovascular surgery. We've got the way of the animal powers here, down here. Um, secrets of art and science, sacred circles. Oh, we're in the general area of shamanism, perhaps, possibly, or magic. I'm not sure about sacred that. Sacred circles. How does that come up? What's, uh, what's either side of that? Sacred circles, earth medicine. So, yeah, we're in the area of the earth. We're on planet earth here. Yeah. And the sacred sciences. Bacon bibliography. Well, I mean, uh, ancient Egypt. We're moving into ancient Egypt. The state and professional knowledge, white. The Journal of a Voyage in HMS Beagle by Charles Darwin. This this must be. Uh, what's the history of these books, Ross? I've got to got to ask you that. Yeah, uh, they've got such. The, the, the section here is, is sort of uh, is the folio section, so it's marked as larger than normal uh, yeah. sized works. This is, this is a nice. Um, 
large-scale version of uh, Darwin's uh, Voyage of the Beagle. It'll be quite ornately laid out uh, in, in the actual in actual format that it is there. Mm. But it's it's a it's a great section here to give you a sort of a cross a cross section of the library's collection. So having sort of Darwin near Freud, yeah. the two of them quite near. Uh, works on medicine and art, and you know, ancient, ancient Egyptology, as you mentioned there, and not too far away from there, you get into the alchemy and the occult. Uh, a couple I, I of shells down. Drawing ribbons between books. You're coming on pinning ribbons across yeah. and drawing lines because yeah. there's, there's so many. Where would the original Darwin papers be, his actual diaries? So his, his papers, um, if memory serves, uh, most of Darwin's papers are at Cambridge, if memory that serves. Sense, yeah. yeah. But we do have in the, in the archive collections here. Uh, a couple of letters from Darwin, uh, if memory serves, one of the letters that he wrote that we have here is uh, him so describing him undergoing uh, treatment for his ailments uh, with the, the water cure in, in 19th century uh, Yorkshire. So, uh, so, so Darwin undergoing sort of a, a quite intensive uh, treatment for his, uh, his many ailments that he had during the course of his... I uh, water treatment was at that point a good dipping or... Yeah, well, things like sort of wrapping, wrapping the head and wrapping the body in sort of wet towels, mm -hmm. uh, the belief being this would sort of uh, cure him of his, uh, of his uh, aches and pains and ailments. I mean, Darwin, fascinating not just for the fact that the works that he produced, but the works that he produced during a sort of long and, and very, at times, uh, unhealthy life uh, as well. Um, many of his uh, letters that you'll that you find in the archives, and now they're available uh, online as well, are describing his ill health mm. as much as uh, describing his, uh, his work on uh, evolution. Can you tell me a little bit about Wellcome himself? I mean, what I know for sure is that he was born into a log cabin in Wisconsin. Is that true? Very much. I mean, this, this, this is someone who becomes one of the world's great collectors and a very sort of rich and uh, industrialist in this country, but he's born into uh, rural America uh, in the mid-19th century, born into, um, well, when all said and done, the Wild West, as we'd sort of public, pro properly call it. So, so, he, so he grows up in a very rural environment, uh, experiences uh, notions of the other with uh, growing up near, near the, sort of the oh, well, uh, close to the tribal lands of the Sioux. So, but from a very young age, he appears to be, uh, he claims later on, interested in notions of how um, different civilizations change over time through their attitudes and, uh, and notions of health and well-being. It's almost, almost his, his notion behind collecting his vast array of objects, manuscripts and books. It's almost a sort of a trace in a sort of Victorian anthropological mm. way, the sort of evolution of mankind. Including through, Napoleon's uh, tooth. Indeed so, yeah. Including is that here in this building? In, 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 uh, I think in, in this building we have sort of this, uh, quite a lot of sort of um, memorabilia of uh, famous individuals he, he collected over time as well. But I think what's fascinating about the nature of the collection here, uh, certainly in the library, and I think sort of mentioning the names around the frieze is a very intriguing point, is that almost the, the, what the Welcome Library records and possesses and, and holds is not only sort of works by sort of these, uh, inverted commas, great men of medicine, but also the, the works depicting and, uh, and describing sort of the gaps in between of these great people. So the lesser known practitioners uh, and how their uh, practical treatments evolved over time. But also, after all, the patients. So you, you can't have medicine with just having the doctors. You have Texas to medicine down there. There's Texas, 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 Texas medicine. Texas. Was that, kind of oh, horse hair and, and what? stuff. As ever with the Welcome Library, it's the, 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 the collections here are so vast that sort of focusing on one thing can sometimes sort of thro yeah. thro throw me to give you an exact description, but it's but there's many sort of works about particular places as well. So I'm, I'm not surprised there's something as specific as t Texan medicine if uh, <laughs> such, such, such a thing exists. But that's uh, part of the joy of working and uh, in such an institution as this, is just always discovering something new. And yeah. it, days go by, every day you'll find something different on the shelves here. Simon, yes, you've got to ascend a ladder here. I mean, I can't believe you've ascended a ladder in a library before, or no? No, I've never, never had it. I mean, I've just, just, just seen that there, because it's, it's, you know, the top shelf starts to call those some Tibetan <laughs> Tibetan things over here, hang on. And then I noticed the warning sign, do not position ladder close to the handrail, which is presumably not to fall into the middle there. But Tibetan, uh, Tibetan medicine, I guess. Yeah, that's a beautiful book. Um, I'm trying to work, it's Italian, it's, it, that's Italian, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, it looks like yeah. Italian. Yeah, it says an Italian book on Tibetan medicine. Which you know, um, 
the cover itself looks like a mandala, but that's a very modern design, isn't it? It's actually quite recent. At the back, the classic mandala, the Buddha in the middle, Gautama. Just to look, just to look, so many things. <laughs> Have you, ever got, have, you ever, have you ever had to say shh to someone? Does people do that in a library? Have you asked someone to be quiet? I, 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 I have over the course of time had to, had to, had to do that. Uh, like, like, like any sort of any person who works in a library, uh, often because the, the conversation some people were having was disturbing other readers. So the interest of our readers was paramount. So I think one of, one of the interesting facts about the library at the moment is it's very much a space that's, I think a lot of people are drawn to the library because it is a quiet, contemplative space oh. as well. So it, it is somewhere where. Uh, uh, we, we try and sort of uh, have the best interests of our users. Uh. The reason I ask that is actually because obviously there's no one here. Mm. It's the absence mm. of the librarians and the theatric, the kind of performative aspect sure. of the of the librarians because mm. of the uh, th there's an element of being aware. Maybe that's part of the root of my sure. anxiety was oh. that my memory of the library was one in which there were others. Yeah, um, and yeah. therefore there's a sense there are certain things that you you do yes. or rather more importantly don't do, and you have to be familiar with the mm. with the etiquette, the rituals, etc. That mm. come with the library and mm. that was my memory, Wood Green Library, a long time ago. Um, but it, it always should be. I mean, I, I just, just, you know, as you're kind of raising your voice there, the excitement there, suddenly, because we, we're out of bounds, we can do that. We're, you know, there's no one bounds. here. Yes. But I'm sort of thinking, no, don't. Yes. It Whereas at the V&A Library, they had a screening for one of the Friday night things of Spinal Tap in the library. It didn't seem right. I mean, it was, no, it was perfect. It was just the most absurd thing you could possibly do, which is the whole point. You know, great big screen set up and everyone in there watching Spinal Tap in this fantastic Victorian library. Oh. It was um, sacrilegious in many respects. That's that, that was the whole idea. Merci. Oh, How lovely to be here with you. Je ne sais rien. I mean, guitar, guitar, me, a while, a Lara Significance. What? 
Il est à 1. Il est à 1. Ouais, ouais. Ouais, ouais. Ouais, c'est mieux le cons. Mons Vénus. Ouais. De la santé, hein. Toi, un homme, hein, un homme. De la Mons Vénus. Très bon. La vie. Très fort. Très fort. Long. Très fort. Propre. La lignée de la tête. Je t'ai la lignée de la tête, monsieur. Qu'est-ce que Ah, c'est très fort ici. Quelquefois, c'est seulement croisé ici. À toi, intéressant. Croissé au milieu de la palme. Ça, c'est différent, c'est signifié. Mais quoi <rire> C'est significant. Très significant. C'est la question. Ben, merde. Non. Ce soir, je n'avais pas vu la ligne de la vie et la ligne de la tête croissée oh, ici. Toujours, ouais, ici, 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 ici. Jamais ici. Point. Et signifié après les troisième, quarante-troisième, quarante-troisième années et après. Signifié une vie très grande dans la deuxième, deuxième de la vie. Deuxième. Tu comprends, hein? Ouais. Un petit. croisé mais signifiait plus fort vide dans la futur dans la futur dans la plusieurs choses plusieurs choses très intéressant c'est croisé je n'ai jamais vu ah bon ouais quelques autres quelques ans à travers l'inné de notre travail de travail. Oui, quelques, quelques voyages. <rire> merci, monsieur. De rien. Ah. C'est un plaisir. Après, Costumer. Je désirais de la photo ah. Oh madame. C'est possible oui, oui. Ah. Oui, oui, oui. Merci madame. Ah, de rien, de rien. C'est mon plaisir. C'est vrai. Merci, merci. Oui, oui. Oui. Superbe, monsieur. Superbe, mademoiselle. Monsieur, mademoiselle. Merci.
Oh, Sheila, my mother told me there'd be times like this. There'd be times like this, she said. Like what, Alvin? Like this, like, like this. Here we are, holed up in a little hotel in Ensenada. Broke down to my last penny with a unmarried traveling companion <laughs> like you. A dumb mute's been hanging around with feeding frogs and butterflies and a beautiful young girl, obviously with a severe case of psychosexual infantilism, sitting around with nothing but her tan on, playing strip poker. Oh, Sheila, my father used to say that mother had a sixth sense about things like this. He used like to what, take, Well, he used to take me aside and say, son, your mother has a sixth sense. Alvin, are you sure this is the way you play strip poker? Well, it's the way I always played it. We're playing poker and the people they seem to be stripping. Seems to work out. Sheila, I never told you that Dad was an alco. 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 An alco. Call it. No. We never knew he had a drinking problem until he came home sober one day. Oh, he went on the wagon, Sheila, but by then, of course, it was too late. Sheila, Dad died a sober but broken man. Did I ever tell you about my dog, Sheila, pal? No. Only friend I ever had when I was a boy. Sheila, he died, too. One of the neighbors ran over him with a lawn... A lawn... A lawn... Broke every bone in his body, Sheila. Sheila Powell died a, a broken dog. Sheila, I'm afraid this isn't quite the right environment for what you've been planning to do, Sheila. Mm -hmm. Sheila, what I'm interested in is big things. Mm -hmm. Universality and the buck. Sheila, what I need is a villa. A villa, Sheila. Something with rooms, a space. Sheila, I can see wrought iron, wrought iron script above the door. M&M. M&M? M&M, Sheila, to put it another way. Medicine and money. Uh-huh. Sheila, my mind is chock full of ideas about not only medicine, but also <laughs> commerce. Hmm. Sheila, I want a healing deal. You do, yeah. Well, would you deal me a card, dear? Thank you. Oh, what I wouldn't give for a, a nice iced tea. I think I'll just... Just to... Just to mosey on down to the hotel, hotel, hotel bar and have me an iced tea. Vera's mm -hmm. ready to go to sleep. Steve's about time for Steve to feed the butter. Steve! Steve! Steve, would you mind uh, staying up here feeding the butterflies and taking care of Vera while I go down and have a nice tea? Maybe you could come along with me. Oh, I'd love to. I mean, after all, we could always use you for bait. Uh, while he's feeding the butterflies, maybe we could get a couple of, a couple of barflies down there. Raise a little money for our project. Because ordinarily, you know, Sheila, what I'd do is I'd stand in the cards and play a little fast game. But in a place like this, which is like child's play, all you got to do is slip an old Ace of Rooney right in the old sleeve of Rooney. Get what I mean? Oh, a solid Jackson.